BIB Today, the daily podcast from the newsroom of Business in Vancouver. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and editor-in-chief. Today's podcast is part of a three-episode series on how businesses are planning to meet the challenges of climate change goals. The series coincides with Earth Day on Friday, of course. Now, an important challenge we face in the drive to a net zero economy is how we allocate our governmental and institutional investments to shift away from fossil fuels to cleaner technologies and renewable forms of energy. This isn't an easy matter because many of our retirement funds are entwined in investments with conventional energy forms. And it isn't easy for any institution to make clear choices for its customers about how it will involve itself in the economy and how it won't. Now, Vancouver-based Van City is now the country's largest customer-based credit union, and it made these choices some years back. We want to learn more about what it has meant, what it will mean also for its operations. And my guest is Jonathan Fowley. He's Van City's head of external relations and impact strategy. He oversees its key activities in this realm. Good to see you. Yeah, really nice to be here, Kurt. Thanks for having me. Let's let's talk a little bit about, um, in general, about how these initiatives on climate action uh, over the years shifted the activities and priorities at a place like Van City. Yeah, I think where you started is is probably the right place to start, which is that for the longest time, our focus really was on investments. Where are we making those uh, investments with with the dollars that we're putting into the marketplace? And, uh, you know, for, for a while, the financial industry, Van City was one of the leaders in this space, uh, focused there and focused on operational emissions. So our branch footprint, our head office, what kind of emissions are coming from that? Well, a few years ago, uh, you know, we, we started to look a bit broader than that uh, on the climate question uh, to say every loan that we're lending out, whether it be for a mortgage or a small business, what effect is that having on the climate? And I think that's really the next tranche. And so when people are hearing banks and credit unions like Van City talk about net zero commitments, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about every dollar we lend. For us, it's by 2040. Uh, we want, uh, we, we've said that we're going to get to a point where uh, for every loan we're, we're putting out the door, we will be net zero across emissions for our entire lending book and mortgage bill. Yeah, that, that's that's a pretty extensive, uh, robust um, oversight that you kind of have to have on this, right? The, the, the money just can't go into the wrong funnel, can it? Well, and, and I'll tell you, I mean, the, 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 the biggest hurdle to cross uh, out of the gate is measuring that. Like, how do I know uh, exactly what you, what you, a Van City mortgage holder, uh, is doing in your home? And so right now we're having to use available data to estimate that based on what we know about, uh, about where uh, you live, the kind of building you have, and how that stacks up to an average home of that type with that heat source uh, in this market. We need to move towards a spot where we can get better data where either you're reporting to us uh, or where those averages are getting much more granular uh, and we understand it better. But yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, we're having much different conversations with, with, uh, with uh, particularly business lenders. What, you know, not just, I mean, Van City has long looked to use the dollars we lend uh, in service of community impact, in service of, uh, you know, helping uh, develop legit living wage employers in our in our economy, uh, local source, uh, and we're adding uh, carbon emissions to that, and having a lot of conversations with small business owners about about how to reduce their carbon footprint. And I'll tell you this: what we're finding is that those conversations are not just about reducing emissions; they're also uh, about finding efficiencies and lowering costs. So I think uh, I think a lot of the folks that we're dealing with are finding real benefit uh, to their business from looking at at asking these questions about where their role is in the climate uh, in the in the climate conversation. 
and um, correct me if I'm wrong, it, it's not just uh, uh, virtuous, if you want to call it that, but it's also proving now to be good business, right? 100%. I mean, I think, uh, I think for a couple of reasons. Uh, there's uh, more and more consumers are, are really looking to, to, to spend their dollars with organizations that align with their values. And for a lot of people, as they look to, particularly in the Vancouver market in BC, you know, we had the heat dome last year that, that I think really uh, shook people and, and had people uh, a little bit more aware of, of the, the, the climate change, the, the actual change of climate change uh, that I think a lot of people thought was way off in the horizon visit us literally in our homes uh, last summer, the flooding that happened uh, likewise. And so I think as these events come closer to home, even, you know, we hear news that Kitts Pool might not open uh, uh, until until mid in the summer. Now that was a king tide, but it was a king tide that that I think mirrored uh, what we're told can be uh, the likely uh, impact of, of rising seawater. So I think as people are seeing these things happen in their own communities, they're starting to ask the question, how do I spend my dollars to support the companies that are gonna be part of the positive change that I wanna make. And at the same time, companies are finding that by doing this, they're lowering costs. Van City got quite far ahead of a lot of other places around uh, what is now a bit of a classic situation involving uh, a lot of retirement funds, a lot of investments by, um, by major institutions. And that is in the area of uh, partaking in fossil fuels and in supporting stocks and investments inside those companies. Um, again, um, did that prove to be a good business call? I, we certainly think it was. I mean, I, I, you know, I think a lot of it was risk-based uh, uh, in terms of some of the some of the uh, the projects that that you know we didn't we chose not to fund that didn't get ahead. But for us, again, it, it was always uh, where's the best place to put uh, the dollars that our members entrust with us within our community. And fossil fuels were just never on that on that register. It was growing small businesses. It was growing that resilient part of our economy that, you know, I think got stress tested during COVID. And we really realized that that uh, a lot of our business members made it through quite well because they were tied into their local economy and quite resilient. Yeah, you're you're essentially uh, between two large forces here uh, as a company. And, and obviously the companies had its own leadership around all of this, but where's the, where's the pressure for this or the impetus for this come most? Has it come from government leading policy or has it come from your customer base leading their own patronage of Van City? Yeah, I think it's, I'd add a third to that and it comes from our reason for being. You know, uh, 75 years ago, we were founded uh, really to, you know, at that point in time, believe it or not, uh, it was it was 14 people who came around a, a kitchen table in East Vancouver because uh, you couldn't get a mortgage on a house used to pay, and uh, and they wanted to 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 form an open bond credit union uh, that could break through that economic barrier. And I think from that point until today, uh, we've really uh, been an organization that uses the tools of finance to take on really the big challenges facing us. And so, yeah, our, today our members really expect us to build a new resilient economy that works for everyone. And in our structure as a cooperative, they're represented by the directors on our board who they elect. And so uh, the triple bottom line uh, that we have long held, uh, we don't just report against in our annual report, but we are held to account uh, to in our boardroom. And I think that's important. 
that it sits at the highest level of our governance, that we're not just asked about our annual earnings, but we're also asked about our impact metrics, which by the way, uh, are also audited by the same firm that does our financial metrics. So that's, it really kind of sits within an ecosystem of what's most important. Uh, well, you got to hold the two together, uh, the, the, uh, the social and environmental uh, objectives and the financial ones. Yeah, you can see where uh, a lot of the behaviors and approaches, practices of your customers have shifted. Um, so I want to get a little bit of a reading from you on where you think that goes and, and therefore what kind of impact it has on Van City and, how, and, and where it goes in the time ahead. I think our customers, uh, we call them uh, members, just members of the credit union. But I, I, I really, um, you know, I, I, I think that, uh, uh, you know, uh, we have to understand that our membership is, is, is broad and diverse. There are, there are some folks who, who bank with us because, frankly, we're the closest branch to, to where their office is, uh, who bank with us because we're the most convenient, because we give the best uh, service. At the same time, we have a very engaged membership that is looking for a partner in uh, in creating uh, a clean and fair world. Something that they say, you know, I think the world the world beyond certainly beyond our organization is is coming alive to the uh, to the fact of the connection between banking and climate change, banking and our economy, banking and the things that we care about. And I think for the longest time, that that really hasn't been something people think about. People think about their carbon footprint. Am I flying? Am I driving the kids to soccer? Am I all the things that we we generally equate as being uh, part of our carbon footprint? Not very many people have thought about where you put your paycheck at the end of every two weeks. But that's a huge factor. You're you're parking your money with an institution that is going and lending that into the economy. That's making decisions on your behalf with your money. And so I think we're getting a, a much greater awareness. And I think we're getting people coming to us to say, I want to be part of Van City because of what you're doing with my money when I'm sleeping. But it also can't be a financial flop. Otherwise, you know, it's no, it's a, it's a nice to do. Uh, but but, you know, your 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 members, as you as you refer to them, um, you know, would would rebel. So you had to have made this also um, an excellent business case. And this is the thing. I think, you know, I, I, sometimes we're mistaken as a not-for-profit. Let me clear the record. We are not. We're a very profitable organization. And in yeah. fact, you know, when you, when you look at uh, factors like uh, what's, the, what's the real community buy-in for a project or organization? What, uh, what do the local First Nations think about this, this particular project or organization? What kind of a following does it have? Uh, you're actually de-risking across so many different metrics and so many different uh, possible variables that what you're getting out the other side is a much better read of whether uh, uh, whether an organization is going to be viable. I see it so many different places where our ability to assess risk is, is directly related to our ability to see these things across multiple dimensions. And if it's good for the community, then the community is more likely to support it and it's likely to be a better investment over, over the long term. Yeah. Other financial institutions, of course, have moved uh, themselves in this direction too. Maybe not with the same force of Van City, but but they're clearly doing that. What what are the kinds of things you think they're they're asking your people about uh, in terms of what the uh, what the learning is in this area, so that they don't stumble as they try to make their own transitions? Yeah, listen, I think I think every financial institution in the country and in the world has has uh, has a big challenge ahead of them. And I include Van City. 
right? Like we've we've committed to net zero by 2040 because that's what we think is required and that's the pace of change uh, that I think needs to happen. We're going to set a target for 2025, which is pretty close on our doorstep because we feel a need to hold ourselves uh, accountable and not commit to something that's going to happen after we retire. Um, but, you know, I, I think every financial institution that's made a net zero commitment has made a public commitment to both their customers and their shareholders that say, we want to be part of this change. And so uh, now it, 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 there's a moment in time, a moment I think of reckoning within our economy that says, how are we going to stand behind that? Is it, is it that we're going to divert uh, some, some kind of niche funds to, 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 to projects that benefit our community? Or are we going to shift our entire business model towards positive impact? And I think that's where Van City has shown that it's, it's doable, is that you know, our, our founding and our history is about, is about not just making money and giving it to good causes, but by making good by doing good or making money by, 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 by doing business with organizations that, that positively contribute. What remain the big challenges though, Jonathan, to getting to this net zero situation? How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> In all seriousness, I mean, I think that the, the first one, uh, the first one really is data, uh, you know, uh, really getting a, a good measurement on where the emissions are coming from our book. We've, we've, we were kind of among the first uh, in North America to disclose that last year. So we've got a starting point, but it's still, there's a lot of estimated uh, data in that. And I think we find that the more, uh, the more that we're able to get better data, the more that we learn about, about what the opportunities and challenges are. But really the next part after that is, is uh, how do we go from commitment to action? And those are the hard steps for us. Uh, you know, that means that, uh, we have to work uh, to try and create an environment where everyone who holds a density mortgage uh, faces uh, a, an incentive to switch out their natural gas heater for an electric heat pump. And people aren't going to do that just because. And so we are working uh, with government. We are working to figure out what are the products uh, that can help create those incentives. How do we create an environment where that decision is a lot easier, where you have the information to know how that how that decision will benefit you, uh, both economically and to help our climate. I'll tell you this: I'm switching out my natural gas uh, uh, range, my stove and oven. Uh, actually, went on the weekend to do it and uh, and kind of got a smirk from the person saying, "You're going in the wrong direction, man. Everybody wants natural gas cooking." And so, you know, when we're when we're working with our members to to make that switch because we live in a province with 97% uh, uh, hydroelectricity that, that, that does not have emissions attached to it. Uh, that's the right switch for, for folks to be making in, in, this, in this economy and in, the, in this jurisdiction. And how do we yeah. help enable that? And that's a huge challenge. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the series that we're doing uh, of podcasts and this premise uh, is with Fortis BC and they're of course plugging everything in to renewables. That's, that's their destiny is getting themselves, you know, with more and more renewables in their mix of, uh, of energy sources. Um, one thing I am asking everybody in this series, though, is, is somewhat of the same question, which is, um, this is a very, very big challenge. It, and, and it requires uh, inordinate resources in order to make sure that it is done well, that it stands the test, that it's accountable, that the public has enough transparency about it to feel reassured and everything. Um, are you optimistic? You can do it. I, you know what I am, 
and 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 I think you know the the biggest question you always get in, in the in the climate discussion is you know we're just a small company or we're just a small province or we're just a small country in a global economy uh, and it's a drop in the bucket and 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 I think you know you think about how quickly the world has changed on the question of climate over the past two years. I think the world has, you know, the, 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 the tipping point, uh, we passed it. And I think, uh, frankly, uh, innovation starts with a good idea and it snowballs from there. And I think that, uh, I, I think that the most positive change is that the discussions around climate are, are shifting from it's, it's a risk to manage to it's an opportunity that we need to chase that there's jobs here, that there's efficiencies to be found. And the minute that that starts happening, that's when I think you start to see people crowding towards innovation because they see an opportunity. It's no longer uh, a threat to, to the bottom line to take positive action in climate. It's actually your shareholders are asking for it, your customers are asking for it. And on the other side of that, uh, of that change, you have a more efficient business with a stickier customer. So from my perspective, when you have when you have an economy that's on that kind of a tipping point, uh, I think there's going to be a race towards the innovation. And that innovation is going to start with creative ideas that, frankly, no one has a monopoly on. I think they come from from pretty much anywhere. Great. Well, look, great talk. Thanks a lot, Jonathan. Great to hear you. Yeah, thank you. Jonathan Fowley is Van City's head of external relations and impact strategy. It's part of our three part series. We're running up to Earth Day on Friday. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and editor in chief of BIV. Thanks a lot for watching.